The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. This morning we read the shorter form of the Gospel. Jesus said to his disciples, the person who is trustworthy in small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If therefore you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. Sisters and brothers, today, when you look around, we realize that we live in a world that often measures success in terms of economic growth and security. We live in a very profit-driven culture, and in such a culture, Nothing succeeds like excess. The danger is that sometimes our own values can center solely on power, on, on profit, and unhealthy competition. The other day, I was talking to one of our young adults, and somehow we got into this conversation about faith, about church, about life in general, and the challenges to living a, a, a life of fidelity to Christ and to the values that Jesus asks us to live our daily lives by. And he said, it's not always easy, and I totally agreed with him. So who is, he said, a true disciple of Jesus. How can you be a true disciple of Jesus in today's world? Is it somebody who goes to church every Sunday? Okay, and, but there's more. Somebody who worships around the altar and having nourished by the very life of Christ, we are challenged, we are invited to go out into the world and put our faith into practice every day. You do it as parents, as family, as, as parishioners. Sometimes it's easier said than done. But we try, we try. In today's first reading, we meet an interesting person. He's a sheep farmer, but he's also turned a prophet. And he is, this man is sent by God to the northern kingdom of Israel. 
The kingdom of Israel is a, is a very sharply divided kingdom between the rich and the poor. And Prophet Amos confronts the problem of injustice and disparity between the rich and the poor. And, and he, he screams at people. That's what he does. People who, in their desire to make money and profit, abuse and exploit people. And, and the rights of people, ignoring their dignity as human beings. And yet, the very same people, he says, would go and worship God. In today's gospel, Jesus says, you cannot serve both God and mammon. And, and he basically, Jesus basically picks up where prophet Amos left off some 2,000 years earlier. Now, the word mammon in Aramaic really means money and possessions. So Jesus has the same frankness and openness in speech, the same preference for the poor as the prophet Amos. But then, dear friends, Jesus is not talking just about, you know, our wealth or lashing out at wealthy people. No, he's not trying to deny the importance of material possessions and wealth in our daily lives. Jesus is not asking us to give away all of our possessions and embrace a life of poverty. There are people who do that, that's wonderful. But not perhaps everyone is called to do that. In fact, we do need a certain amount of, of material possessions, a certain amount of money to, to live up to our dignity as human beings and plan for the future. But then that is not confined to a certain group of people. Everyone has a right, a right to do that. And we need to let people have that right and letting them live up to the dignity with which God has created them to be by creating opportunities for them to at least live, earn rather, a, a living wage. So the words in today's gospel, therefore, do not, are, are not rather directed only at the rich, but at all of us, you know? And anybody can be bitten by the bug of greed. A poor person, on the other hand, can be just as attached to his or her possessions as a wealthy person. So what Jesus criticizes is a preoccupation uh, or an obsession with riches that precludes our need to place the awareness of God and others and their needs at the top of our list of responsibilities. So Jesus cautions that our relentlessness, our relentless pursuit rather, of wealth can take us away from our priorities, our values, our sense of justice and fairness and right and wrong. 
Therefore, we are reminded that in a, self, in a world of selfishness and greed, goodness of life is, is the real treasure. A good and faith-filled person is a rich person. We all know that. And we are called to be prudent in our choices. So we are today reminded, dear friends, that to be a Christian is to be in a relationship with God and others. And therefore, our relationship, our calling to be a disciple of Jesus is always outward-looking. It has to be always other-centered. There was a very well-known archbishop in Brazil a long time ago, and his name is Don Haida Camara. He was very committed to eradication, eradicate injustices in his country. Once he's supposed to have famously said, when I give alms to the poor, everyone calls me a saint. But when I question why they're poor, they call me a communist. We, as much as we need to address or give, donate to the causes of eradicating poverty, we also have a right, I believe, to address as to why those situations exist and how as a church, as a community of faith, that we can eradicate those, those circumstances or those situations or causes as to why people are who they are, why their rights have been denied, why there is so much social injustice. So whenever God speaks to us, it is a reminder about the poor and the needy is not too far away from us. Jesus reminds us that to be a person of faith is to be a person who shares his values here on earth. Our, our worship of God has to influence the way we live our daily lives, the way we behave. Our dealings with each other here, how we treat each other, respective of who they are, where they come from, and, and shows who we, who we really are as followers of Jesus. And our worthiness to be, to be members of his kingdom. And all of that is tied together. So as we come together, as we continue to worship God, God challenges us, God invites us to be co-creators in his mission, to be disciples of Jesus. Let us ask God for the grace and the strength that as we worship, let us take our worship of God through those doors out into the world. There is a world that needs to heal. There is a world that needs to be resurrected. There's a world where people are dying, crying for justice and mercy, which is, at the end of the day, is God's gift to all of us.